That's why the blowfish blows. <laughs> oh yeah, we looked at each other for a second. That's where that was going. Uh huh. Oh. Yeah. And oh, that blowfish blows. <laughs> <laughs> Little mermaid. Never thought about it that way. Um. But anyway, here we are. We're here on another episode of Screen Fix News, where we're going to give you a little bit of the week's movie news. Big week, San Diego Comic-Con. So much footage, so many trailers for a movie nerd to just explode about. Here I am. <laughs> explode the way the blowfish does. I no, I no. no, maybe not no. any of that. Okay, sorry. So... <laughs> Anyway, um, I am JC. I am your host. With me, as always, are the co-hosts that carry the show. We've got the Lady Juan. Why don't you say hi, everybody? Hello. And returning is Torpedo. Hey. Your voice. (laughs) My voice did not return. Your voice does not improve ever. I'm always drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) My God. Okay. Might be an interesting show. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead. Uh, what have you been up to this weekend, uh, Lady Juan? Have you done anything this weekend that was film-related? Or maybe maybe your llama socks finally arrived from Peru. Uh, I, I don't know. what You know, just, just whatever. You know, whatever's been going on with you in your life, just tell us about it. Go ahead. Well, I just went to see Mamma Mia 2, and I got all dressed up for it. Whoa. It, uh, what decade did you dress up like? 70s. I had a whole jumpsuit on and platform shoes. All right. So uh, that movie doesn't take place in the 70s, though, right? Some of it does in the sequel. We're flashing back to that that fateful summer where Donna banged three dudes in a month. Sounds like my life. (laughs) Sounds like, yeah, it sounds like Torpedo Saturday. But uh, okay. (laughs) So anyway. All right. Great. Did you like it? Loved it. So much fun. Are we going to fix it? Totally. Okay. I'll be back. (laughs) You, that's right. You, you love ABBA. I wouldn't say I love ABBA. I just know all their music. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Sounds like love to me, but. uh, Nope. Anyway, uh, Torpedo, did did you do anything this weekend that was film related? Uh, Or maybe you, maybe you finally figured out how to make a health smoothie out of pineapples, bananas, and all the ants that have been crawling around your kitchen. Ew. Why are you in my kitchen? Why are you putting ants in my kitchen? <laughs> anyway, insects have a lot of protein, but uh, have, you, have you done anything this weekend? Tell us anything that you did at all. I mean, it doesn't have to be film related. Go. I went to a bachelor party. Whoa, were you the entertainment? False. False. <laughs> no, I am one of the guys. Were you the only girl? I was, but I don't know. I've been to like three bachelor parties in my life. Why do you think you're always the girl bro? I don't know. I like sports. I have no filter. I just, I do me. I don't dress up for things. It's rare. I wonder what people think I look like. <laughs> Can this yeah, be a game? It's not, it could be. It, Turn in, draw a picture a of Torpedo. Everyone send in what you think <laughs> Torpedo looks like based on her voice and the fact that she's the only female allowed at the bachelor party. Three bachelor parties. Three. Three bachelor parties. Yes. Anyway, uh, we'll set that contest up. If you win, we'll send you a screen fix hat. Uh, anyway, here we go. And a real picture of me. <laughs> and a real pi- And we will do the reveal of Torpedo. 
<laughs> anyway, let's dive right into our movie news. Again, it was a big week with San Diego Comic-Con. They dropped all kinds of footage on us. Let's go ahead and start with maybe some of the most anticipated footage. They dropped the trailer for James Wan's DCEU Aquaman with Jason Momoa. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. He's a beautiful specimen. I would do disgusting <laughs> things. <laughs> My God. Okay. Uh, I'm aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Okay. Uh, anyway, this trailer dropped. My father was a lighthouse keeper. My mother was a queen. But life has a way of bringing people together. He could unite our worlds one day. Apparently, his father was a lighthouse keeper and his mother was a queen. Nicole Kidman. Right. Anyway, then we got Arthur's young and he's being picked on at an aquarium. Check it out. Arthur is talking to the fish. And then there's a bunch of really terribly rendered CGI sharks and such in the back and they slam the glass of the tank and everyone gets scared because that's scary somehow. But they all look like, uh, do you remember those sharks in the old Cineburst commercials? No. Like this shark came out and was like, I just ate a surfer that was chewing Cineburst gum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just snagged a surfer. So what's the big deal? He was chewing Cineburst. Oh, flavor crystals? Flavor crystals? Excellent. <laughs> the, like this whole trailer, I was thinking flavor crystals and waiting for sharks to high five. Uh, anyway, he's got this half brother, Orm played by Patrick Wilson, who somehow looks like a Lord of the Rings elf. Yeah, he does. Uh, but anyway, apparently he wants to bring some war onto the surface or something. Maybe they finally had enough of the exfoliating beads that are making it their way into the ocean. <laughs> I honestly don't blame them. Too many straws. Too many straws are in the ocean. Your half-brother, King Orm, is about to declare war upon the surface world. The only way to stop this war is for you to take your rightful place as king. Trust me, I am no king. You do your best thinking when you're not thinking at all. That was the worst pet talk. It keeps going. It's a CGI ships landing on highways and creatures and sharks and sets that look like they're taking place in people's home aquariums. And there's a glimpse of... The main villain in this movie, I believe, who's Mantis, who has a big old head, looks like something out of a Powerpuff Girls cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, like, I just think everything looks like a video game cutscene sprinkled in with terrible lines like, Redheads, gotta love them. Anyway, this trailer seems like a failure on so many levels. It's just I'm not seeing that Momoa has enough charm to carry the movie. I'm seeing that the dialogue is awful. <laughs> this movie looks like exactly the kind of mess that everybody hates. There's even like a giant clash between two forces. I can't even really figure out who's who or what's what in it, but it looks so bad. It, I don't know. I, I honestly think that this movie is doing Marvel Studios so many favors. It just looks like an it just looks like another failure for DC and Marvel's like, you know what? I think we can go ahead and green light that new more movie because we're not gonna have any competition. That's that's my quick thought on it. But Aquaman, I wanna know what you guys thought. I okay, okay. It was not it was quick at all. It was not quick. It was so long. Okay. All right, fine. It was not quick. It was not quick. Anyway, I wanna know what you both thought of it. Why don't you go first, Lady Wan? Aquaman trailer. You watched it. What are your thoughts go? This looks unbelievably stupid. 
Like, <laughs> like I'm I'm impressed at the heights of stupidity they've made it to. Like, why is he jumping out of a plane? I don't I don't know. Why does her wig, into the desert? Why does her wig look so fake? Like I I have a red wig that looks exactly like that. So she must be using the same eBay seller that I use. Like it looks <laughs> so synthetic. Permission to come aboard? He said that. I don't understand. She's ordering from Seabay. You're the worst. <laughs> it's bad. It's terrible. He seems like this terrible bro. I don't know. I just feel like they're relying heavily on his appearance. Yeah. For this movie. They're trying to get women to watch it. And like, even in the trailer, like all of his scenes, he's just standing there posing. I don't know. He just like stares at the camera and he's like, I don't know, one liner and then jumps out of the plane. It's a lot of smoldering. A lot of muscles, a lot of shirts off. I mean, he does live in the water. He's beautiful. I don't know. <laughs> he didn't originally live in the water. Yeah, he originally lived in he a lived- lighthouse. Yeah, right. exactly. So, But then he's got to go take his rightful place in the water talking to the sea animals. Uh, so did this trailer make you... Uh, do you want to see this, Torpedo? No. I mean, I'm, I probably will, but I don't know. It's probably just for the Jason Momoa aspect of it. Have you liked any of the, the DCEU movies so far? No, I didn't. <laughs> so at least they're, you know, if it sucks, it'll be consistent. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't think that's what you want to be consistent on. No, but... Yeah, no, know. I'm going to say it's better to be inconsistent than constantly bad. But, yeah. you know, who am I to say? I don't have a movie <laughs> studio. So Aquaman trailer is your butt in the seat for Momoa, Lady Wan. Like 50-50. Yeah. All right. The next trailer that came out of Comic Con, big one, uh, was another DC film that I think is way better than anything that we're getting with the Justice League crew. The Shazam trailer, starring Shaquille O'Neal, Zachary Lee. No, no. <laughs> that's no, that's Kazam. Just that kidding. was the Shaquille O'Neal movie was Kazam. Uh, this is starring Zachary Levi. <laughs> You've run from foster homes in six counties. Give these people a chance, because that's what they're giving you. They seem nice, but don't buy it. It gets real Game of Thrones around here. Dude, just messing around. What, you need your fake family to stand up for you? Hey! Man, sorry about that. Bailey Bats. I choose you as champion. Say my name so my powers may flow through you. But I don't know your name, sir. Shazam. Wait, for real? Say okay! Shazam? This means Billy! What is happening? <laughs> That's crazy, right? What are your superpowers? Superpowers, dude? I don't even know how to pee in this thing. This looked like everything that all these other movies are not. It has a unique feeling conceit. It looks like the superhero version of the movie Big with Tom Hanks. Totally. Oh, I like that. Because he's because like he's a kid, and if he says Shazam, boom, he becomes an adult hero. But he still has the mind of a kid, and that's what made this trailer so charming and so funny. Like this, this, this trailer mm-hmm. was was great. Did you? Uh, what did you think <laughs> about this, Lady Wanga? It looks like so much more fun than I thought DC was capable of. It looks like it's got a sense of humor. It's self-aware. It just was like bouncy the whole time. It was great. Oh, and also 
Kendrick Lamar in the trailer because that's how you sell a movie now. You put Kendrick Lamar's music in the trailer and <laughs> everyone will go see soundtrack. it. Yep, that's true. That's very true. You watched this trailer, Torpedo. What did you think? I thought it was super cute. I hope this is the whole inconsistent to the DC consistent <laughs> shit. So. Yes. This has a different concept than some of the other films. You know, it's just, it's, it still has that sense of joy, childlike wonder. Mm-hmm. It has that um, Spider-Man it, charm. Yeah, it's got, uh, it's got the innocence factor. Yeah. And Zachary Levi looks like he's oozing charm. Are you a Zachary Levi fan, Lady Wan? Yeah, he's all right. I don't know who that is. <laughs> he had the TV show where he was a spy but worked at some, like, Best buy Best Buy, kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. And that show was the same way. That show just got by on the charm of, of Zachary Levi. Uh, unfortunately, Zachary Levi hasn't really been able to find his, his footing. He briefly was one of the Warriors 3 in Thor. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. He was in Ragnarok and the Dark World. Right. He was the replacement for the original uh, member of the Warriors 3. Anyway, they're all just throwaway characters. He was the replacement for the original, and they just kind of slid him in, and like nobody even knew the difference <laughs> that he was a changed actor. He's Flynn, Flynn Rider in Tangled, Disney. That's right. <laughs> He's also Flynn Rider in, in Tangled. So, uh, yep, there's my Disney stuff. <laughs> are you happy to see him in Shazam? Do you, are you ready for Zachary Levi to, no pun intended, take flight? Ooh. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, so Shazam looks like a wonderful bit of course correction for DC. I'm actually excited to see a DC film. Check out this trailer if you haven't yet. Let's move on to our next trailer, which was my favorite trailer that I saw out of all the ones to come out of SDCC. It looked amazing. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Our world is changing. The mass extinction we feared has already begun, and we are the cause. We are the infection. But like all living organisms, the Earth unleashed a fever to fight this infection. Its original and rightful rulers, the Titans. For thousands of years, these creatures have remained in hiding around the world. And unless all the Titans are found, our planet will perish, and so will we. They are the only guarantee that life will carry on. Starring Millie Bobby Brown, who of course plays Eleven on Stranger Things. Vera Farmiga, who is one of our The Conjuring cast members. Also, we've got Coach Taylor, Kyle Chandler, and we have Thomas Middlebitch. And then we've got, who else? Sally Hawkins. Sally Hawkins was in there. I mean, this cast looks amazing. And not only that, this film looked 
visually stunning. It was amazing. The The plot sounded absurd. <laughs> Yet the movie looked so visually stunning, so visually arresting that I was in it from the beginning. <coughs> the entire thing is set to uh, an enhanced version of Claire de Lune. And I mean, the song is beautiful. The imagery is beautiful and dramatic and epic. It made me fist bump, not fist bump. It made me fist pump into the air. <laughs> and I was all about it. I got feels all over the place. I got feels in my nipple. Like it was just, it was incredible. And it takes place in the same universe as uh, Kong Skull Island, the movie that came out last year, directed by Jordan Vote Roberts. And this movie shares that film's visual flair and the beautiful use of color. They get the scale right in this one as well. Like this, the I mean, everything looks gigantic. This trailer looked amazing. What did you think about this one? Eleven, Godzilla, beautiful colors, epic, Mothra, drama. What did you think? Lady One, go. I don't think I could be more excited for this movie to come out. Yeah. I'm so pumped. This looks amazing. I got so excited. I And I've been waiting for them to make this movie. Like, that was half the reason I was excited to see Kong Skull Island last year was I was like, they're doing all the monsters again. I love these monsters. I watched all those movies when I was a kid. I love you them. You did. Rodan, Mothra, Ghidorah, Mechagodzilla. Like, I'm into all of it. I love those monsters. How did you watch them? On tapes. <laughs> like, we had... Tapes and tapes and tapes of Godzilla movies. We watch them all the time. So you're like one of your family members was into it. We were all into it. It was like a family thing. It was like get the pizza and put on Godzilla. So for me, it was a family thing, but not by choice. (laughs) (laughs) My dad is obsessed with Godzilla and he would have all the tapes, the soundtracks like, or, you know, on cassette and... (laughs) He would force us to sit in the living room and watch it. (laughs) And even now, like, on Netflix, he'll still watch, like, the old monster stuff. And if my sister and I are there, he'll just be like, hey, come watch. And we'll be like, no, (laughs) we won't. (laughs) Did you get pizza at least? Sometimes. No. Okay. So you're into it. Uh, What do you think about this one, Torpedo? Will you be seeing this one? Thoughts on the trailer? Go ahead. Um, The trailer was awesome. Like you said, the imagery was great. The scale, um, it I don't know. It looks good, but if I if I do watch it, I'm not gonna tell my dad. <laughs> it's gonna be a secret <laughs> because then he'll he'll geek out. So why don't you go on a, a father daughter date on opening weekend? Because my dad's annoying. <laughs> when we go, he's one of those people. Like if you bring him to the movies, he asks questions constantly. And, like, he won't stop talking. <laughs> All right, understandable. Okay, I know why this is not going to be father-daughter Godzilla date. Anyway, this movie looks amazing. The cast is outstanding. And if this film lives up to any of this amazing imagery and does right by its cast, this could be one of the best monster films of all time. Do you agree, Lady One? It's got potential. Another trailer. This one dropped Friday. The third film in the unexpected trilogy that started with Unbreakable, where Bruce Willis played security guard David Dunn, who was the only survivor of a train wreck. And come to find out, he's got super strength and can also kind of bump into you and see if you've been doing bad stuff. 
Uh, also in that movie was where we were introduced to Elijah Price, who was born with type 1 osteogenesis imperfecta. So he, uh, his bones were very fragile and prone to fracture. And he was called, the children called him Mr. Glass. He was known as Mr. Glass. So those are our two people there. Then we had the surprise hit Split that came out. M. Night Shyamalan released that movie. And the big twist at the very end, spoiler alert, was that that film starring James McAvoy as a person with multiple personalities who has one personality in particular called The Beast, which is basically invincible. At the end of that film, there was a small little twist that shows you that that movie takes place in the same universe as Unbreakable, as our characters David Dunn and Elijah Price. And here it is. Here's the trailer, and it is called Glass. It's amazing to meet you. It is simply extraordinary. Maybe this will all make sense if I explain who I am. My name is Dr. Ellie Staple, and I'm a psychiatrist. My work concerns a particular type of delusion of grandeur. It's a growing field. I specialize in those individuals who believe they are superheroes. Good for you. Our three characters are in some kind of facility. They are captured, and there's a psychiatrist in front of them who specializes apparently in people who believe in believe they have delusions of grandeur, aka superhero type uh, beliefs in themselves. And apparently, Glass and Beast are going to team up. <laughs> My bones break easily. I've had 94 breaks in my life. But you have an extraordinary IQ. This is not a cartoon. This is the real world. No way. And yet, some of us still don't die with bullets. Some of us can still bend steel. I've been waiting for the world to see that we exist. May I meet the beast? I hope for your sake that he likes you. That sounds like the bad guys teaming up. A lot of people are going to die. Don't do this. Uh, I'm hoping for some M. Night Shyamalan twists. The trailer is is pretty conventional. Super IQ Glass is going to use Super Strength Beast to commit some kind of nefarious crimes. And of course, David Dunn is standing in their way, uh, our uh, unbreakable uh, character. Uh, what did you think about this one? The Glass trailer. I'll let you go first this time. Torpedo, go. I think it looks super interesting. Um, I love Split. I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch Unbreakable. Yeah, I know. Your your face is giving me that look. So I had to look up, like... Okay, well, so I went on and I YouTube parts. <laughs> awesome, okay. <laughs> um, But no, the, the storyline of both makes sense, and it's still... Even without watching the first one, it looked... It looks good. I can't wait. So I don't know if they're trying to unleash this beast. I think it's going to be glass m- manipulating beast... But of course, Beast is not just Beast. Uh, I bet he's harder to manipulate than Glass thinks because there's 23 well, personalities in there. Well, that's what I mean. Like, there. it's not just like there's going to be obstacles. 
And I think the conflicting personalities, like with the kid. From what I was gathering from it, I think it's going to be Glast trying to get Beast to come out. And then when Beast comes out, he's going to be able to utilize Beast in some way. Uh, but I am very hopeful for some kind of twist. What do you think about it? Lady Wan, the Glass trailer, what do you think? I'm intrigued by this. It's an interesting concept. And the fact that the movies are coming together the way they are with sort of like it was a surprise and now there's this one happening. I much prefer that to we're going to make a trilogy of movies and then maybe the first one's good. So this is a seems like a much smarter way of going about it. And um, visually, it looks really cool. I like all the purples and the greens and the different tones they've got going on in there. Just looks very interesting. All right. Were you a fan of Unbreakable? I didn't see it. Hey, I'm not the only one. <laughs> Again, this might be the worst pod on the internet. There we go. <laughs> Good thing we're so charming. I'll take charming. <laughs> we have one more trailer. I swear to God, there's just one more. Just one more. But this was a big trailer week. The Overlord trailer. Three months ago, I was cutting grass in my front yard. And the mailman shows up with a letter from the army. Now I'm here. No idea where I'm going to end up. Welcome to France. What happened here? Some questions aren't good answers. There's a lot of soldiers out there. There's only four of us. Find out what's inside that compound. So this is in that Cloverfield universe. The Overlord trailer, there's nothing in it that intrigues me enough to where I think it can stand alone. I think this should have been directly tied to Cloverfield, and I think it should have been on, on Netflix, just like Cloverfield Paradox. I it uh, there's, there's, there's nothing in it that I think is screaming, this needs to be seen on the big screen. In fact, it looks like a live-action version of Call of Duty Nazi Zombies. Like It looks like the big-screen version of that video game mode. Nazi Experiment Zombies. Uh, what did you think of this one? Uh, why don't you give me your thoughts? Lady Wan, go. It definitely seems like a video game, and like not in a good way. Like It just... It doesn't seem like there's a whole lot going on. I, I get that there's a lot of action and a lot of injections and a lot of veins popping, but like... I don't know. It just looks like that would be fun to play around in, but I don't want to just sit and watch it. And what did you think of this one, Torpedo? I think it looks dumb. I don't know. It just, like you said, it looks like a video game, and I don't like video games like Call of Duty because I'm not good at them. So, I don't know. No interest. Yeah, I mean, if this is Cloverfield 4, they should have just called it Cloverfield 4 and made us all clamor for it and put it on Netflix, and we all would have loved it. But instead, we're sitting here all wondering why... This needs to be seen in a theater. Why this is a cinematic experience. Mm -hmm. Just own up to your Cloverfield and throw it on Netflix. Abrams, damn it. This podcast still has an ongoing feud with J.J. Abrams. He's just not aware of it. <laughs> we hate him and we love him at the same time. <laughs>
All right, we're done with trailers. Let's get into a little bit of just newsy news that dropped. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn standalone film is going to actually be a movie loaded with other female characters. It is going to be called Birds of Prey. Now, Birds of Prey is usually a hero lineup, so I'm not sure how Harley Quinn, how Harley Quinn fits into this movie exactly. She's pretty much a villain. Uh, I don't know if the Birds of Prey team is going to have to fight Harley Quinn, or I don't know if Harley Quinn is somehow joining the Birds of Prey crew. That's what I'm assuming is that she's actually going to join this this group, but uh, it's going to be directed by Kathy Yan, and it's being penned by Christina Hodson. The lineup for the Birds of Prey crew has been finalized, and that is going to be Black Canary, which is our... Uh, you know about Black Canary. You watch the, the the DC shows. Why don't you tell us about Black Canary, Torpedo? Um, yeah, I watch uh, Arrow. She's the detective's daughter, Laura Lance. So in the I I don't I don't like know the comics. So I only know what happens in the show, and I know that she was good. Then she, oh, is this a spoiler alert? Oh. oh, yeah. Well, she's good, and then she dies, and then um she comes. back back as like an evil person from a different universe but it's the same person so and then she's bad sounds like comics yeah so it's um you know pretty typical <laughs> uh what's her power canary cry she screams this technology is amazing it, it reads your own vocal emissions and then reprocesses it via digital output into a multi-channel yeah we get it it's badass but how is this going to help us save oliver just give him the full Mariah Carey, and it should disrupt whatever connection the bees are operating on. All right, man. You sure about this? But I have time to be sure. Curtis, do it. Three, two, one. <laughs> and then one of our other birds of prey is uh, Helena Bertinelli, which is the Huntress, and the Huntress is basically she's a mafia princess who wields a crossbow. There's that. And then um, <laughs> we also have... <laughs> she was in the Arrow too, I believe. She made a couple appearances in the Arrow as well, if I remember correctly, and she was part of a mafia. But she was like one of those, she was in like three episodes or something. All right. So we've got our other one is we've got um, Cassandra Kane, who is uh, a version of Batgirl. Obviously not your our uh, probably our most well known one, which is Barbara Gordon. This is Cassandra Kane. Uh, Cassandra Kane is actually the most recent Batgirl. She is Asian, and she actually has never been one of the Birds of Prey, but she will be in this as one of our birds of prey we also have rounding out our crew is renee montoya who is a gotham detective i'm not i'm not sure if she's going to be actually one of the birds of prey but she's definitely in this movie she's also in one of those dc shows she's in gotham so she was also created for batman the animated series just like harley quinn harley quinn didn't exist until that series that cartoon did you know this i did not know i did <laughs> <laughs> they want this movie to be an r-rated movie uh margot robbie has been insistent that it be that rating anyway what do you think about this birds of prey movie do you think it just should have been called harley quinn colon birds of prey or are you okay with this birds of prey do you think harley quinn's appearance in a trailer would sell it all on its own and uh what do you think about this 
uh, girl gang movie. Uh, Lady Wan, go. I'm worried about this. This just feels like they were unwilling to make just a Harley Quinn movie. And so they're just throwing girls in the movie so that people will be like, look, it's a girl movie. They just seem like they're just blindly grabbing characters that don't have anything to do with each other, that aren't necessarily the birds of prey. They just exist in this universe and they're just going to throw them together in a movie And doesn't that kind of sound like what went wrong with Justice League and Suicide Squad, just grabbing a bunch of characters and throwing them at it and just being like, it'll be great. Like, no, it wasn't great. You didn't care about anybody. You didn't develop anybody's character. You didn't give anybody a backstory. This sounds like they're making the same mistake all over again. Yeah, you're right. They're going to attempt to give them, you know, half-assed backstories Mm -hmm. in the middle of this movie. You're right. It's the same mistakes being made over and over and over. That's what's going on with DC. Consistency. (laughs) <laughs> Consistency. <laughs> uh, what do you think about this one? You've seen the DC TV shows, but uh, what do you think about this Birds of Prey? There actually was an old Birds of Prey show on... It's like WB or CW or one of those fake channels. Channels, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a fake channel. Uh, yeah, it was a show. It was it was during that like time period when... What were those, what were those werewolf movies? Underworld. It was during that time when like Underworld was popular, so the characters all had to wear black leather and have trench yes. coats and hang out on the edges of buildings. Always on the edge of buildings. <laughs> <laughs> it was done during that time period. Yeah. But uh, you've seen these characters in the recent in their recent iterations. Uh, are you interested in this Birds of Prey torpedo go? Uh, yeah. Did you like Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad? I didn't really like Suicide Squad. I didn't like Just the I didn't like any of them. Like it just, it's. I think it's gonna be a flop. I don't want it to be a flop because of that whole it's a girl movie thing, like you just said. But I don't know. There is no background, and in comic world, I feel like there's so many stories to every character, and without knowing which story they're taking or anything before this, it's just I don't know. It's not going to be detailed enough for me to want to watch the whole thing about it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this movie is obviously there's a lot of female characters. And also within those female characters, we've got uh, some Asian characters. We've got uh, an LGBT character. That's uh, Renee Montoya. So it's really a shame that all these characters are just getting thrown into a movie, which which may just flop. I mean, it's who knows, though. Suicide Squad was a massive hit, and that was a piece of garbage. <laughs> who knows? You know, who knows? Anyway, Birds of Prey, no release date set yet, but we know who they're including. Quick thing here. Uh, we've been talking about a lot of Top Gun Maverick news and casting. <laughs> like basically, a lot. This, this has basically become a Top Gun Maverick podcast. That uh, and Bill and Ted 3. Excellent. Bill and Ted Three, which is ha- which apparently is having some issues lately. They're talking about how it was it was totally a go, and now they're like, well, maybe, maybe not. It's, I know that's that's sad, but we'll we'll save that for another time. <laughs> anyway, Top Gun. We should just have a Top Gun segment each week. <laughs> Top, Top Gun. Now they've added to this cast, which already has. Tom Cruise returning to his role as Maverick, Val Kilmer returning in his role as Iceman. We've got Miles Teller playing Goose's son. We now have Jennifer Connelly has been cast in Top Gun Maverick, and I assume that she's going to be Tom Cruise's love interest, which I like because Jennifer Connelly is actually age-appropriate, and uh, 
But I really wanted his love interest to be Meg Ryan. I've been holding out for Meg Ryan. Where's the Meg Ryan casting news? But anyway, do you like Jennifer Connelly? Do you like Jennifer Connelly for Tom Cruise? Uh, just real quick, Top Gun Maverick, Lady One, go. I like that she's 47. That's the main thing that I like. She's good. She's capable. I don't immediately decide what sort of character she's going to be based on the fact that she's in it. She's versatile. So this is all very encouraging. I know that you really want Meg Ryan to be in this, though. <laughs> I do. Connelly's got it, though. She's going to be the love interest. Uh, you know what, though? She's my love interest. I love Jennifer Connelly so much. Have I talked about this on this podcast? When I was young, she was just this baby-faced, big-eyebrowed, gorgeous beauty that made me sigh and feel weird in my tummy. And now... She's got just, great eyebrows. She's a beautiful woman. I really like Jennifer Connelly. Anyway, she's one of my five. You ever have one of these conversations with your significant <laughs> others where... Okay, look, if these five, just these five, if these five celebrities walk up and want to make sweet love to me, I know that I'm married to you. Or I know that I'm with you, but I get to have these, these five, just these five. Mm -hmm. Do you have that? Do you ever make that with your, with your significant others? Do you have a five? Five's a lot. Usually it's just three. <laughs> but yes. Really? I've heard 10. What? <laughs> There's a celeb 10? Whoa. I don't know. There could be, 10 is totally possible. Do you have a top three? Channing Tatum, Ryan Gosling, and the New Zealand rugby team. What? <laughs> that's a whole team. That's a, that's a little different. In fact, that's way different. I, I can argue that that's not even celebrities. Yeah, they are. In New Zealand, rugby is like everything. And to me, <laughs> rugby is everything. So <laughs> I think it should count as number three. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay uh do you have a five? Oh dear lady one do you have a five well all right i have to defend <laughs> that choice for torpedo because previously i'd had this conversation like many years ago with mr lady one and i had put tim tebow on my list and he responded with fine i'll take the entire florida gymnastics team and i was like that's <laughs> not fair <laughs> not the same thing do you do, do you have five though lay them on us i don't think i have five I mean, I could come up with five if I had to. <laughs> since, since Torpedo had three, what's your three that it's just understood? What, what are your three? I think I'd have to go Ryan Reynolds, Paul Rudd, oh, and Jimmy Fallon. Wow, some like yeah. kind of kind of goofy, nerdy guys. Yeah. <laughs> that was not what I was expecting. Th like, there was not one Chris Hemsworth between the two You know, of you. If, if I had to go five, I could throw in a Hemsworth. Or, or Evans or Pratt. Like any of them is fine. <laughs> fine. I'll take any Chris. It's fine. Wow. Any any of the Chris's. <laughs> I think that could be a number three. Man. All Chris. right. So if I had a top three, oh, man. Okay. They would be – I'm throwing Jennifer Connelly in there. I love Jennifer Connelly. I love Allison Brie. Okay. And my third one, Emma Stone and Dunn. If any of those three approach, I'm, I'm taking the chance. Let's go ahead and move on. Let's. This, we're gonna just dive into one last little little thing here. I just want to get your guys' thoughts on this and about these kind of issues in general. James Gunn was fired from Guardians of Galaxy Volume Three. Fired because old tweets were dredged up uh, that involved him making light of things like rape and pedophilia. He had a response on Twitter. Uh, this was his response. Many people who have followed my career know that when I started, I viewed myself as a provocateur, making movies and telling jokes that were outrageous and taboo. As I have discussed publicly many times, 
as I've developed as a person, so has my work and my humor. It's not to say I'm better, but I'm very, very different than I was a few years ago. Today, I try to root my work in love and connection and less in anger. My days saying something just because it's shocking and trying to get a reaction are over. In the past, I've apologized for humor of mine that hurt people. I truly felt sorry and meant every word of my apologies. For the record, when I made these shocking jokes, I wasn't living them out. I know this is a weird statement to make and seems obvious, but still, here I am saying it. Anyway, that's the complete honest truth. I used to make a lot of offensive jokes. I don't anymore. I don't blame my past self for this, but I like myself more and feel like a more full human being and creator today. Love you to you all. Uh, Dave Bautista has come out defending him. A lot of people have come out defending him. There's even rumors out there that this might be retaliation for his very anti-Trump comments that he makes daily on his on his Twitter account. You know, there's cries that like, okay, they brought him down just like they're bringing down other celebrities that speak out against Trump. But he was fired by Disney. And I just want to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Why don't you go first? Lady Wanko. I'm really upset about this. Like, I'm really, really frustrated and annoyed. Like, these are quite obviously stupid jokes. Like, not funny, not clever jokes, but they're jokes. And they're old, and they've been out there. And this feels like such a lazy move by Disney to be like, oh, well, he said this thing a while ago, so you're done. We have zero tolerance for this. You're done. Like, they've been out there. You knew who you were hiring. Like, this isn't just some dude out of nowhere. He was the judge on a VH1 reality show called Scream Queens, where the prize was you got to be in Saw 3. Like, he's been a weirdo. He's been dark and creepy, and that was his aesthetic. And yeah, he's definitely changed. But to me, it feels like, like, you know who you hired. If you didn't have a problem with that stuff then it's lazy to just be like oh okay well we're dropping him and i hate it i mean by that same token though like should you know his were old and roseanne bars were new should roseanne have been able to apologize and perhaps get her show back there's so many nuances to it i don't think they were the same situation at all though i mean one was racist another one was about rape and and about little boys touching his genitals so i i don't know like his to me his almost sound worse but no i don't think they're the same situation one was particularly insulting another human being in a racist way and the other one was telling a really terrible joke directed at no one right i just don't know why there's no room for mistakes or apologies anymore it just seems like in this in this current climate you make a mistake and it's done you're done and that's sad because we're all just human beings that are gonna make very stupid mistakes but it seems like uh, to get by these days you have to be squeaky clean and 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 perfect or or someone's eventually gonna come for you apparently everyone needs to delete their twitter accounts yes (laughs) every single person needs to delete their twitter account and make sure that that's gone forever uh do you have a, a thought on this torpedo um I think, kind of along with what you said, I think they don't know what to do because they're scared. Everyone, everything is fear-driven um, because they want that squeaky clean, clean reputation. So I think like when you're in panic mode, what do you do? You either go all one way or go all the other, and most people at this point just get rid of them. That's just like the go-to solution. I don't know how this is going to affect the next movie, because it, it's just going to be different. Every week there's a new controversy where someone either has to get fired or quit or something like that over things that can be 
probably better solved through a sincere apology and a heartfelt conversation. There's no healing process anymore. How are we going to get better if we're not going to talk things through and help help people get through times where they made it made a mistake? It's uh, I, I don't know. Eventually, we need to get there. So I just want to read this tweet from Dana Schwartz from today at Comic Con. Just just for some perspective, she said James Gunn gets fired, but Johnny Depp gets brought out on stage. So just saying. That is our news. Why don't you uh, send us home, Lady One? Uh, if you'd like to reach us here at the show, you can send an email to ScreenFixPod at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us, follow us on Instagram, or find us on Facebook at ScreenFixPod. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Libsyn, Stitcher, Google Play, and of course, Apple Podcasts, where we would love if you would rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We also have a Patreon account. Donate to ScreenFix. Be part of the show. We got perks for you. And we also have dreams of opening a one-screen theater to be the home of podcasting and movie festivals and awesome, awesome things all year that are all film-related. Let's all leave it on. Give me your best Shazam. Go ahead. Lady Juan, say it. Shazam! (laughs) That That was a good one. Uh, you, you have no voice, so I'm very interested to hear your Shazam. <laughs> Go for it, Torpedo. If anything, Shazam! <laughs> oh, yours had a little flavor. Yeah. <laughs> Here's mine. Shazam! <laughs> I feel like that's how Shaquille O'Neal would say it. That was oh, Shazam! No. Oh, no, I did sound a little Shaquille. <laughs> Stay tuned. This week we are going to be dropping our fix of skyscraper so look forward to that and we'll talk to you soon bye everybody bye